Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. John Milton's Paradise Lost Book 1 Part 1 Lines 1 through 191 Of man's first disobedience and the fruit of that forbidden tree whose mortal taste brought death into the world and all our woe with loss of Eden till one greater man restore us and regain the blissful seat. Sing, heavenly muse, that on the secret top of Oreb, or of Sinai, didst inspire that shepherd, who first taught the chosen seed, in the beginning, how the heavens and earth rose out of chaos. Or, if Zion Hill delight thee more, and Siloah's brook that flowed fast by the oracle of God, I thence invoke thy aid to my adventurous song, that with no middle flight intends to soar above the Aeonian mount, while it pursues things unattempted yet, in prose or rhyme. And chiefly thou, O Spirit, that dost prefer before all temples the upright heart and pure, instruct me, for thou knowest, thou from the first wast present, and with mighty wings outspread, dove-like satst brooding on the vast abyss, and madest it pregnant. What in me is dark? Illumine. What is low? Raise and support that to the height of this great argument I may assert eternal providence and justify the ways of God to men. Say first, for heaven hides nothing from thy view, nor the deep tract of hell. Say first, what cause moved our grandparents in that happy state, favored of heaven so highly, to fall off from their Creator? and transgress his will for one restraint, lords of the world besides. Who first seduced them to that foul revolt? The infernal serpent. He it was whose guile stirred up with envy and revenge, deceived the mother of mankind. What time his pride had cast him out from heaven, with all his host of rebel angels, by whose aid aspiring to set himself in glory above his peers. He trusted to have equaled the Most High, if he opposed, and with ambitious aim against the throne and monarchy of God, raised impious war in heaven, and battle proud with vain attempt. Him the almighty power hurled headlong, flaming from the ethereal sky, with hideous ruin and combustion down to bottomless perdition, there to dwell in adamantine chains and penal fire, who durst defy the omnipotent to arms. Nine times the space that measures day and night to mortal men, he with his horrid crew lay vanquished, rolling in the fiery gulf confounded though immortal. But his doom reserved him to more wrath, for now the thought both of lost happiness and lasting pain torments him. Round he throws his baleful eyes that witnessed huge affliction and dismay, mixed with obdurate pride and steadfast hate. At once, as far as angels can, he views the dismal situation, waste and wild, 
a dungeon horrible, on all sides round as one great furnace flamed, yet from those flames no light, but rather darkness visible served only to discover sights of woe, regions of sorrow, doleful shades, where peace and rest can never dwell. Hope never comes that comes to all, but torture without end still urges, and a fiery deluge fed with ever-burning sulfur unconsumed. Such place, eternal justice, had prepared for those rebellious. Here their prison ordained in utter darkness, and their portion set, as far removed from God and light of heaven, as from the center thrice to the utmost pole. Oh, how unlike the place from whence they fell! There the companions of his fall, overwhelmed with floods and whirlwinds of tempestuous fire, he soon discerns, and weltering by his side, one next himself in power, and next in crime, long after known in Palestine, and named Beelzebub, to whom the archenemy, and thence in heaven called Satan, with bold words breaking the horrid silence, thus began. If thou beest he, but oh how fallen, how changed from him, who in the happy realms of light, clothed with transcendent brightness, didst outshine myriads, though bright. If he whom natural league, united thoughts and counsels, equal hope and hazard in the glorious enterprise, joined with me once. Now misery hath joined in equal ruin. Into what pit thou seest, from what height fallen, so much the stronger proved he with his thunder. And till then, who knew the force of those dire arms? Yet not for those, nor what the potent victor in his rage can else inflict, do I repent or change though changed in outward luster. That fixed mind and high disdain from sense of injured merit that with the mightiest raised me to contend, and to the fierce contention brought along innumerable force of spirits armed that durst dislike his reign and me preferring, his utmost power with adverse power opposed in dubious battle on the plains of heaven, and shook his throne. What though the field be lost? All is not lost. The unconquerable will and study of revenge, immortal hate and courage never to submit or yield. And what is else not to be overcome? That glory never shall his wrath or might extort from me to bow and sue for grace with suppliant knee and deify his power, who from the terror of this arm so late doubted his empire, that were low indeed, that were an ignominy and shame beneath this downfall, since by fate the strength of gods and this imperial substance cannot fail, since through experience of this great event in arms not worse, in foresight much advanced, we may with more successful hope resolve to wage by force or guile eternal war irreconcilable to our grand foe who now triumphs. And in the excess of joy, soul reigning holds the tyranny of heaven.
So spake the apostate angel, though in pain, vaunting aloud, but racked with deep despair. And him thus answered soon his bold compeer. O prince, O chief of many throned powers, that led the embattled seraphim to war under thy conduct, and in dreadful deeds fearless, endangered heaven's perpetual king, and put to proof his high supremacy, whether upheld by strength, or chance, or fate. Too well I see, and rue the dire event, that with sad overthrow and foul defeat hath lost us heaven. And all this mighty host, in horrible destruction laid thus low, as far as gods and heavenly essences can perish. For the mind and spirit remains invincible, and vigor soon returns. Though all our glory extinct, and happy state here swallowed up in endless misery. But what if he, our conqueror, whom I now of force believe almighty, since no less than such could have overpowered such force as ours, have left us this our spirit and strength entire, strongly to suffer and support our pains, that we may so suffice his vengeful ire, or do him mightier service as his thralls by right of war, Whate'er his business be, here in the heart of hell to work in fire, or do his errands in the gloomy deep, what can it then avail, though yet we feel strength undiminished, or eternal being to undergo eternal punishment? Whereto, with speedy words, the arch-fiend replied, Fallen cherub, to be weak is miserable, doing or suffering, but of this be sure, to do aught good, will never be our task, but ever to do ill our sole delight, as being the contrary of his high will whom we resist. If then his providence out of our evil seek to bring forth good, our labor must be to pervert that end, and out of good still to find means of evil, which oft times may succeed so as perhaps shall grieve him, if I fail not, and disturb his inmost counsels from their destined aim. But see, the angry victor hath recalled his ministers of vengeance and pursuit back to the gates of heaven. The sulfurous hail shot after us in storm, overblown hath laid the fiery surge, that from the precipice of heaven received us falling, and the thunder, winged with red lightning and impetuous rage, perhaps hath spent his shafts, and ceases now to bellow through the vast and boundless deep. Let us not slip the occasion, whether scorn or satiate fury yield it from our foe. Seest thou yon dreary plain, forlorn and wild, the seat of desolation, void of light, save what the glimmering of these livid flames casts, pale and dreadful, Thither let us tend from off the tossing of these fiery waves. There rest, if any rest can harbor there. And reassembling our afflicted powers, consult how we may henceforth most offend our enemy. Our own loss, how repair. How overcome this dire calamity. What reinforcement we may gain from hope. If not, what resolution from despair. Tis the gift to be simple, tis the gift to be free, tis the gift to come down where we ought to be, and when we find ourselves in the place just right, 
which will be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right.